Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. You're currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer, a Qigong instructor, and a Simra practitioner. And remember that all my links to connect with me are listed in the show notes. We have my Instagram, my Facebook page, and my website, even a link to book your free consultation with me in order to see if we're a good fit for one another before booking your session. So for this week's episode, I'm joined by a very special person. Her name is Melissa Hashi Campbell, and she is just an incredible light in this world. We met at a retreat in Cancun. I'll get into it in a little bit, but Ever since then, we've been family, and Melissa has played such a beautiful part in my life because we kind of went through a transformation together. It was around the same time, because we were at the retreat, that we not only awakened our own inner healers, but we decided that we needed to step up and carry out our mission in shining our own lights for our communities and for the people around us as well, and to be that force. And so I just think it's so special to have someone share these experiences with me. Melissa is an intuitive energy healer, a Reiki master, and a Kangen water specialist. So she is just this multifaceted badass, and I'm so grateful to know her, and I'm so grateful that she decided to join in and just share some of her experiences. So together we are going to cover the topics of the energetic impact of community healing and our shared experience in attending a physical retreat. Also, the power of intention in choosing yourself and saying yes. And finally, her own creative process in the making of her new Oracle deck, which is now available. So excited to dive in. I hope you enjoy this collaboration as much as we enjoyed sharing it together. And with that, let us begin. Okay. <laughs> Let's begin. So it I, works. Yes. So I'm currently joined with Melissa Campbell, and together we first met in our retreat in Cancun called the Taste Your Magic Retreat, which was run by Ruth Meller. And the purpose of the Taste Your Magic Retreat was to awaken our own gifts within us and discover what they were in the first place. So when I first came to the retreat, I had no idea what I was signing up for. My mom invited me, and so I felt like it was the right thing to do, so... Um, we went, and I think that in the retreat in general, we got a lot more than we bargained for. Uh, we cleared our energy, we communicated with animals, we swam with dolphins, we swam with manatees, um, we visited Tulum, we spoke with our ancestors, we communicated with our ancestors, we spoke with mediums, we spoke to a Native American energy healer, and the list goes on and on and on. Like, that is just like grazing the surface of what we did. But what I want to talk about right away is our experience with the Sananga drops. And to break in your... <laughs> 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 And so to break in your interview and just introduce you to uh, my listeners, let's talk about our experience with the Sananga Drops. So for those of you who don't know, Sananga Drops are a medicine used by an indigenous tribe in the Amazon, and they're meant to cleanse the body, or the eyes actually, both physically and spiritually. They're meant to disinfect the eyes, but they're also supposed to open and cleanse the third eye, or your shaman eyes. And so... It was a big deal, and it was really intense, and the only thing that, I mean, everyone's experience was different, but one thing we can all agree on is that they fucking hurt, like, they were intense, (laughs) and so I'd love for you, Melissa, to describe your experience, or our experience, just lay the picture down of what happened for all of us with the Sananga drops from Ruth coming around and from us laying in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a way to kick us right in. <laughs> First, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on. Thank you for being here. Oh, man. So, Sananga Drops. That was interesting. As we first all get there and we're signing our waivers <laughs> and we're reading it and we're like, uh, Sananga Drops, what does this mean exactly? And we're just like, okay, well, we chose in, so... We're doing it. <laughs> and um, I wear contacts. 
Same. And so for me, I had to take my contacts out, and I'm like super blind. Steve is leading me to the backyard to get me in my chair, right? And Ruth is just standing there, and everyone's lined up and laying in their designated lawn chair. And <laughs> I get to go first for some magical reason. Were you the first person to get them? I was very first, and my, oh my eyes gosh. were already so dry, and I didn't, like, I didn't know if I could put eye drops in or, like, do anything before, because I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to go blind. Like, what if I put this in my eyes, and I'm, like, blind afterwards even more than I already am, right? So, yeah. I was like, I won't put anything in. So, I get sat in the chair, and Ruth comes over, and she's like, Melissa, you're first. And I'm like, really? Like, really? Are you sure it should be me? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Okay, and your yeah. mom was sitting next to me. Oh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> and so, oh my gosh. And she's like, it just burns a little. And I'm like, okay, I think I can handle a little burn, right? Yeah. But no. Oh my God. <laughs> I felt a lot of pain in my life, but this pain was like instant eye burning, you can't rub your eyes, and she sticks it in, and I immediately go from laying down to straight up, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh, it burns, oh my god, oh my god, and she's like, it's okay, just breathe, as she's laughing at me, it's okay, just breathe, don't rub, just try to get, you know, it moved around and to your eyes to open, and I'm like, yeah, right, there's no way my eyes are going to open. They're like pinched shut, right? And tears just streaming down, streaming down. And <laughs> as we're going, she's going from person to person, so your mom's next. And instantly it was like her samurai warriors coming out to like murder whoever. <laughs> I've never heard my mom scream like that in my entire life. And I was sitting there. I was the last person. So I was sitting there like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I going to die? And I felt oh like God. I was witnessing someone kill her. So I was just like, this is it. This is where I die. So It continue. was like a shedding. It really was. Like, you just died and just shed all of this out of your body. And you just came back this whole other person, right? Yeah. And as it's going down the line and everyone's going through their things of, like, screams or, I don't really know if I should do this. Yeah, you can do it. Okay. And then one eye, and they're like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to finish. <laughs> like, you can't stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And the, it lasts only, like, 10 minutes. And yeah. after that, it's just this really, um, for me, it was this beautiful experience where colors were brighter. All of my senses were intense, wow. intensified, and smelling, tasting, seeing, all of these things were different colors are more vibrant my taste buds totally changed like wow I used to be a very plain eater I remember and now I'm like okay I'll try that spicy thing yeah sure no problem hand it over and that's like not anything I would have done before so it was so amazing scary but at the same time it was like you know for this retreat it was like choosing into this retreat is just this feeling that you got called to it because I had never done anything like this. This was my first retreat, my first spiritual experience, my first time traveling by myself to another country by myself, like all of these different firsts. And then you were there and we're meeting all of these people that none of us have met. Exactly. And it just instantly felt like a family. So it was so amazing and so cool. And definitely a night I will never forget. Have you done them again since then? I have not done them again since then. Um, I have not had access to them since then, but I'd be open to the idea. Have you? I have not, although I have had opportunities to, mm -hmm. but I always had Samantha around me, so I was just like, <laughs> I don't really want to do this around my child and have her hear me scream blame <laughs> So as someone who witnessed their mother go through it, I think that that's a good decision, um, especially since Samantha's young. I think it'd be confusing, yeah. right? And, yeah, and scary. <laughs> yeah, completely scary because I was terrified. And we almost got the cops called on us for screaming so loud oh, from the pain. Oh, my gosh. Because we're That's just right. in this villa in Cancun, and we're sitting in the backyard screaming our heads off, and no idea, or no one has any idea of what's going on, except that we're, <laughs> we 
sound like we're dying. <laughs> we have one Spanish people on one side and Americans on the other, and you can just hear them like, what is going on over there? And then the Spanish people are like, it sounds like witches, and you're just like laughing because it's so funny, and I'm just thinking, okay, if cops came right now, how would Ruth explain this exactly? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a shaman. Yeah. I'm here initiating them into a tribe. Like, it's fine. This is just an initiation. It's a process. <laughs> and she been would like, do it. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> she would have worked her magic. She always does. But yeah, that was incredible. For me, the eye, the Senega drops, they hurt so freaking much. If anything, it was kind of likened to what I imagined being bit by a vampire feels like. Like, when I read the Twilight books, like the venom coursing through your veins, that's what it reminded me of. And I yes. didn't scream, but I sat there spasming out and writhing in pain. Like, I couldn't control my body. And I was just like, ah! for a sec, for, I don't know, five minutes. Mine was quick. And you know what, Melissa? I think the experience for everyone was so different because it is a shedding, right? And as yeah. someone who is a lot younger, I was the youngest person on the retreat and the only like person, like anyone's kid that came. And so I just kind of had this feeling like I have less to shed because I'm younger, if that makes sense. I don't know, my past life stuff could have been shed. But a lot of people who came have like, had a huge dark night of the soul before coming, and this retreat was like a huge step, right? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So for if you're sure, gonna do sure. Sananga drops, be very careful and aware of what <laughs> you need to shed because it is not—it's not comfortable. <laughs> it is not comfortable, but it's definitely wow, if you choose into it, is definitely an awakening that happens not just in that night, but it it's a process that keeps coming into. It's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just another gift kind of that you are gifted as well because you can tune into that healing space because it was so intense. It's part of us now, you know? Absolutely. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a way to begin. Okay, so let's see. I feel like during that retreat, like you said, it was your first retreat. It was your first time traveling alone. Um, it was your first time experiencing anything similar to that, right? And so yeah, I think we started at the same time because exactly for me, like, I had no idea what I was signing up for. I've never seen anything like that. And then we just get kind of catapulted into this opening, this awareness. Like, it's like, okay, right after, life is completely different. Like, I don't look at anything the same way. I don't understand. Like, it's just so different. So I know your story and you shared your story with me and you've done a ton of healing work for yourself and you've gone through, I like I said, like a, an incredible dark night of the soul where you had to kind of rebuild and transform and rise from the ashes from everything that you've been through. So when was the moment that you recognized like this is more than just healing myself, I'm ready to step up and serve other people? Hmm. Wow. So (laughs) my whole life has really been an interesting life. And I've always been that person that people would come to for guidance or um, just to vent things through, right? Because I've just been that comforting place for people. But after that retreat, it was more of a purpose, right? It was more of just your being a nice person and being a friend to people and loving and caring about people. Because when you get to experience those deeper levels of yourself, not even just this realm, right? This space, this reality. But when you start tapping in and seeing the other side with the different work that Ruth was doing with us, accessing our ancestors, our guides, calling in people into our space, and bringing back messages from the animals and different things like that. It was like a switch just clicked on inside of me of like, I can't keep it to myself, right? Mm. If I learn it, I need to share it. It's my job. Like, I just feel this big, deep calling to share and just, I healed my body physically. Like, I was, um, the short version of my story, 
in 2014, I'm sitting on my deathbed and I am praying to not wake up because I am in so much pain and so much torture through my whole entire body that just to touch my skin was excruciating pain. And uh, my body was rejecting any and everything I tried to give it. So I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink water. Like nothing was allowing um, harmony in my body. And I started healing myself through um, nutrition. And I started, I went and visited a healer that is a family member of ours that does chiropractic work. And he just looked at me one day and was like, well, so there are so many knives and daggers in your back that your body is shutting down. Your body is saying there's, it can't do it anymore. And at that moment, I had to make a choice, like live or die. You need to choose. And so when I chose to live, it was like my whole body kind of just like clicked in and my back went in because I couldn't walk. I couldn't even stand on my legs. And every day since then has just been one thing that helps and progresses. But when you're not doing the work, you're not moving forward. You're not going anywhere. So if I hadn't already started that work, I don't think Ruth would have even showed up in my life. Absolutely. It wouldn't have been there. And so as we're progressing and I'm doing the work, I'm doing nutrition, I'm doing energy work, I start doing Reiki, I become a Reiki master, and all because I'm using those tools to heal myself. Mm -hmm. Well, all of that information, as you're holding it, you can't not share it. (laughs) If you see people that are, like, struggling with things, you're just like, hey, man, I've got something that's so easy and it's just love. You just, you know, talk to yourself better. Bring things into your body that it's asking for. Like, let's communicate with our bodies. And so I really found out the power of a choice, you know, and how important a choice is in making a choice. Do you choose to live or die, Melissa? And I was like, I choose to live. Like, I don't want to die. This sucks. Like, I want to live. I have a purpose. And in that moment, it was just like, learn. Learn everything you can from all the basics, from plant medicine, from nutrition to water to the different micronutrients that you can bring into your body that your body naturally needs, that it's not getting other places because we can't break it down, right? So different things like that I started bringing into my life. But after the retreat, it was probably no joke a month later that I did my first event on my own. (laughs) And I had 26 people in my backyard doing a um, spring cleaning event and people that I never even knew or met and they've been watching me and they've been (laughs) watching my posts and reading my things and I'm just like what like what this is so crazy this is so weird but it just clicked in, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Once you get these tools, you work with them, you use them, and then you share them with people. Mm-hmm. So I just I just knew, I just, this is what's next. And every day since then, it's just been click, click, click of more events, workshops, classes online, retreats. Uh, I created my own deck of cards, like, oh, my gosh. And I was told by um, one of our guest teachers at Ruth's event, Melissa, you need to create things so people can take a part of you home with them. Oh, wow. And I've been told that my whole life. Like, there's just, when I give a gift to someone, it just means so much more than just the actual gift. So for me, it was creating magic for people that they can see that they are the magic. They hold the tools. They are the keys. It's the power of a choice. So, yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I'm so grateful that you stepped into your power and you stepped into your calling. Because Mm -hmm. there's people, like what we don't understand half the time, like you're mentioning, there's people waiting for you. There's people watching you. There are people that their souls are just waiting for you to show up because you're what they are. You, you are exactly what they are looking for in order to help them awaken a part in themselves, you know? And we, for so long, like, especially, I think, with healers and people in this industry, like, it's difficult. It's not always easy to show up and, hey, like, you know, being woo-woo is so taboo sometimes unless you're in, like, the right community. And even then, it's so weird. And so, like... I'm so glad that you said yes, and you not only, it's not just the woo-woo, it's the healing, it's the deep work, it's the integrating, it's the stuff behind the scenes that nobody gets to see that you said yes to, that you chose to say yes to, and that is helping so many souls all over the world. 
So congratulations. <laughs> We're grateful for you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's scary. It's scary choosing in. and It's scary saying yes, because it's the unknown, right? You don't know what's going to show up. Yeah. But that's also the exciting thing about it, because it's like, what could show up? Yeah. And in just that one weekend retreat, I, oh man, I'm a big, big believer in retreats and group healings because it's a space where everybody gets to choose in and be vulnerable and everybody gets to support everybody. And in that is like, holy moly, magic, right? Because it's not just, all of us were called into that space. And if one of us hadn't shown up, it just would have been so different, right? Because it was so different until George showed up. Yeah. And then the whole energy was different because then we were whole. Yeah. Because when he wasn't there, he was still there. Remember, his food kept getting placed at the table. Yeah. They were waiting for him. We needed him there. Yeah. Um, and so it's a yeah. matter of being called. Like, feel the calling. If you're being called to people, to mentor, or just people in general, you're noticing more of their information or the way that they feel and when, or the way you feel when you hear them talk, those are signs and those are guides. Those are your guides and your angels dragging you to those people for that vibration and that frequency of love. And I, oh man, I love that. 100%. <laughs> okay, so just through that, you've like ticked so many things that I always talk about. One is that healing is so powerful when it's not done alone. And having that support system is just like ridiculously impactful. And having someone to guide you through it is just like so necessary sometimes. And it's about that investment. Like how much are you willing to invest to say yes? Because what you put into it is also what you receive. And like there's been so many times where you can like join something online and like it's a free class and then you don't end up going to it because you don't really invest much into it. But when you say yes and you make that choice, the power of choice, and you say you put your energy to it, it multiplies. And so what do you think is the difference? Now you run your own retreat center, which is <laughs> incredible. It's like, okay, I go to this retreat, and now you have one. Like, you're on a roll. So what do you think is the energetic difference, if you haven't already touched on it, between showing up and running a retreat and giving people a physical space to join together for healing versus doing something remotely? And also your, mm. your retreat center is called Hashi Medicine, right? Yes. And yes. tell us a little it's, about it. It's okay. in Costa Rica. Oh, I need to go. Oh, man. <laughs> My mom's been there. Yes. It's a beautiful space in Costa Rica, and it's a sanctuary space. It's a sacred circle. And the people that are called and invited to this space are called because Costa Rica has this beautiful energy about it that is just incredible and so strong. I've done a lot of my own personal healing in Costa Rica. We've had a home there for 15 years. And at a really low part of my healing, we spent a year there. And in that year, I grew and released so much that I was like, how can this not just be this magical place that did this to me, right? And so I was... I, I just knew that I had to bring people there. I knew that they had to experience this. I knew that they had to witness this place, this energy, this frequency of just, oh, my God, it's just so amazing. And um, this year, actually, I just bought my very own piece of property. It's right above my home in Costa Rica. Wow. And it will be its own sanctuary space. The Rancho is being built right now. I'm so excited. Oh, my so, God. June 2021, I will have my first um, summer solstice retreat in Costa Rica at this brand new healing space, and I'm so excited about it, and I'm so happy to share it with everybody, and man, what a wild adventure, because we've had this place for so long, and now I get to create this place where people actually get to come and experience their own kind of healing. Yeah. And for me, a sacred circle is vulnerability, it's safety, it's security, it's knowing that everyone that shows up is there for the same reason of healing, support, unconditional love. However you choose to show up, you're going to be supported, you're going to be loved, you're going to be embraced, and you're going to work through all of the stuff 
that's ready to show up to be released. And being together in a group physically is so much more powerful. Um, I have an online group that I created once COVID started because I had to cancel my retreat in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I better show up different. Let's see how it shows up. And so I created an online platform on Facebook Mm -hmm. called Shift to Your Inner Stillness. It's a private group. And it's just about sharing tools. It's about bringing people together to know they're not alone in this. And yeah, the healing is our own healing. I have my own shit. You have your own shit. But when you're supported by a group, man, you can move through it so much faster with ease because you're not alone. And you're not like, what do I do next? Or where do I go next? You've got people that are asking questions to help you proceed forward. Mm -hmm. They're also gaining information using their intuition and their guides and their angels that are all there supporting this whole entire group. And so how can that not just be like, holy crap, right? So true. Like just with my, my own hands-on experience of healing with you guys in Cancun, that would have been completely different if that was a virtual thing. One, oh my God. we wouldn't have been able to experience the actual physical thing that triggered me to get into that shift, right? Which was the cold water. How do we do a virtual report with all of us in cold water, right? Like that's not going to work. How can I feel you guys putting your hands on my body if you're not physically there with me? How can I feel you guys literally clip in my new strong physical body? Like, I shed my old self, and you guys clicked me back in, my tribe, my family. Because family is not just people related to you by blood like your mom, right? Mm -hmm. Family is the people that choose in to your space, that choose to say, yes, I love you unconditionally, and I'm here to support you and watch you grow and be there for you. Like, that is family. That is that sacred circle. That is that beautiful energy space. And you don't get that the same speaking over the internet, right? That's so true. But it still can be beautiful and connected. It's just different. It's very Because energy is everywhere. Energy is connection. Energy is the amount of attention you're putting into your um, connection with that person, right? But one-on-one or just physically being able to support somebody in their healing right next to them just allows so much more safety for the person doing the actual work, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Wow, I almost forgot about that incredible moment in the water, and I kind of need to describe what happened in order for people (laughs) to understand the magnitude of, you know, what we were talking about. So you've always been extremely sensitive to cold throughout your entire life, yes? Yes. And it brings you a physical pain. Like, it's not just discomfort, it's excruciating. It's like hypothermia within minutes. And so, in our retreat, we explored the water caves in Cancun, and the water is cold. It's cold water. Um, And Melissa wanted to come and explore the caves with us, but it was a big deal for you to be in that water. And it was a whole... It, it was a transformation. She had to lay in the water and, like you said, go take the wheel. Take the wheel. I can't describe it. It's your story. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I checked out a few times during it because it was intense. But, um, okay, to give you a visual, if you're, we'll say this. I couldn't walk through the Costco coolers <laughs> without having a hypothermia to the point where my body would start to get really tight and super, super inflamed with pain, like nerve pain, so like inflamed nerves. And then it would just like start suffocating me to where I would have to like shallow breathe because to expand my lungs felt like they were crushing my ribs, right? So it was it was intense. And as I'm going down to the water... My angels show up with hearts, so when I see hearts, it knows I'm fully protected to move forward, keep going, keep going, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, like, I'm leaving it to the to my angels. You tell me if this is really what I need to do, but I also knew I did not come to Cancun to be a wimp, so, like, mm-hmm. this so is showing up home. for a reason, right? Yeah. Which is another weird thing. We never had an itinerary of what we were going to do 
and I still chose in. And I'm definitely an itinerary person. <laughs> that was another big thing. You listen to your calling. That's what we all need to do. Yes, exactly. So the very first thing we see, we're getting our life jackets on, and we took that group picture in the trees, remember? Mm -hmm. And I look down, and there's a little puppy with a heart right on his ass. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, okay, I guess I'm going. So I'm still moving down, I'm moving down, there's more, there's a big vine with all the hearts on the vine, and I'm like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, and we finally get down to the dock of where we're walking into the water, and all of you guys are already in the water, there was actually three people that were supposed to go with us on that tour that backed out after they started seeing what was going on, <laughs> they're like, we will wait till the next round, Oh yeah. but uh... <laughs> Um, Just poor bystanders <laughs> witnessing our weirdness. <laughs> our tour guide was even kind of like, what in the heck is happening? But our bus driver tour guide was watching the whole time. And so hearing the stories after, it's been really incredible for me and my healing as well because I had people witness what I have been told is all in my head, Right. Doctors would tell me, you're crazy, it's in your head. Like, you're not experiencing anything that you're saying you're experiencing. Wow, medical scans, gaslighting. Like, all the things, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it was frustrating for me, but it was so beautiful when other people witnessed, and it was confirmation to me that I wasn't crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> we're going in, and everybody's in, and Ruth's like, Melissa, you don't have to do this. You don't have to go. Like, it's okay. You can stay back. And I'm like, no. I gotta do this and she's like well it's about an hour that we're in the water and I was like oh my god an hour in 60 degree water I'm gonna die oh my gosh this is gonna suck okay yeah I can do this and that day we'd gotten sunburned from being at um Tulum so my shoulders were sunburned and if my hands get cold my whole body gets triggered so I'm like okay I'm gonna try to keep my hands warm as long as I can so I had them tucked underneath my life jacket to keep them warm on my sunburn and George was in the water, like, right there next to the stairs, and I stepped down into the first stairs, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's so cold. Holy crap, it's so cold. And I'm like, I got to do this, I got to do this. And George's like, are you sure you want to do this? And Ruth's like, you can stay back. And I'm like, nope, I got to do this, I got to do this. So I stepped down some more, and I'm like, in, like, thigh deep now in the water, and I was just like, holy crap, this is so cold. And then I hop over to the little ledge thing, and I'm kind of, like, at my waist now, and I'm just, like, wow, trying to breathe, trying to, like, keep my lungs opening, taking those deep breaths. And Ruth had talked about fire breathing, and so I'm, I'm harnessing that, that fire breath, right, just stoking my fire to keep me warm. Yeah, that wasn't working out for me at all. So then <laughs> this is the part that I heard after the fact, because at this time I checked out of my body, like, it hurt and it was scary and I was just like nope I don't want to be here anymore and when I say checked out I mean my spirit literally is like hanging out over here and my body's right here doing the freak out right oh my gosh. like holy crap and George is talking to me he said he asked me if um it would be okay if he swam me over to you guys and he's like do you want to do this and I said yes and he said okay can I touch you and I'm like yes and he's like can I swim you over there and I said yes I don't remember doing any of that, but it happened. So now I'm with you guys. And Ruth is like, check in your body, Melissa. Like, get back here. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, back in. Right? <laughs> no, I don't want to. And at this point, I'm just staring right at Ruth. And I've got her hand. She's got my hands in her hands. And I'm just looking right at her. And she's like, breathe with me. Let's connect in with the earth. Let's go to the core of the earth and bring that warmth up and fill your body with it. So she's breathing with me, and she's breathing with me, and my body hurts so bad to even just barely teensy touch my skin feels like, ugh, you're ripping me apart. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than it just hurts so bad. And I've got tears, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, I can do this. And she's like, you can do this. And I'm like, okay, I just need everybody by me. And I'm only looking at her, but I know where every one of you guys are. And I can feel how close you are to me. So everyone starts coming in, and everyone starts coming in, and they're touching me. And I'm like, do it really soft. And you guys are just barely, like, touching me, very soft. 
and Steve's like still over there in La La Land and I'm like, I'm missing somebody and I just know someone's like, Steve, get over here. So then he comes I over. Just, I think it's so incredible how you were not even looking at us, but you knew who was touching you. Like it was necessary. Yeah. You needed that energy. You knew it. Yeah. Yep. And just fully surrounded by you guys. I've never in my entire life been vulnerable like that. I've always been the strong one. I've always been the caregiver in my family. I'm third to the oldest of seven kids. Like my mom's divorced. We were raising kids, being parents at young ages in that, not parents, but just that caregiver state, mm -hmm. right? My, and so for me, this was so wild to even cry or break down in front of somebody. Like that was not what I did. Like that was not me. And so to be surrounded by all of you guys and you're witnessing my body shut down in front of you. Like Melissa, that was like, your, wild. Your body <laughs> was tensing and spasming and like it was insane to watch it. And it was honestly, it was scary. Like it was scary. It was, I had no idea what was going on. And for you to actually be going through that is just like, whoa, I can't even imagine what that sensation must have been like. It was wild. <laughs> as we're doing this and I have you guys all touching me and you're just lightly, lightly touching me. And then it was just like this amazing release. And I don't even know how to explain it other than I could breathe and my body felt no pain. And it was just like this breath, my last breath that I took and it was just so deep and I just fell into the water just like, and I was like, holy crap, whoa. Just this huge relaxing, excuse me, this release, right? And then I'm like, I need everyone to just squeeze as hard as they can. And I just remember hearing people like, what? We couldn't <laughs> even touch her. And now she wants us to, what? What? And I'm like, do it. Just squeeze as squeeze hard me. as you can. And George, George had my head, and he was like squeezing it so good. And I was like, wow, that feels so great. But the only way I can explain what was happening is as if the first one, it felt like my body had just cracked open like, and released open, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second was you guys bringing all of that intense power. You clipped in my new body because it felt like armor was being clipped onto me. Like, you're strong now. Like, you don't ever have to feel this pain ever again. Wow. Like, you just did this. Like, you released that. And it was just like a click into my body. And then it was like another into the water. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Holy cow. And it felt so amazing. And then I just remember getting up and like, all right, let's go. Let's go, guys. Let's do this. Uh, and I started singing Little Mermaid songs swimming through the thing. So. <laughs> and I will admit that water was cold. Like, I was like, by the end of it, I was like, nope, too much. Teeth, teeth chattering. But you were, like, loving it. I bet you could have stayed for four more hours. Just, like, oh my invincible. God. I've never loved winter so much after that. I've been skiing and not having, like, when I would go skiing, I have, like, 20 layers of clothes. I've got the heated warm things in your hands, and I have to go to the lodge after almost every run to get warm, right? Mm -hmm. No, I was in full blizzard just having fun skiing. I'm walking outside in shorts and a tank top in the winter. I'm going through Costco coolers like <laughs> it's no big deal, like, Cold does not even affect me anymore, wow. and, like, that to me was one of the biggest blessings of my entire life. Like, I, that was a huge burden, and I've never felt pain in my body like that since that day either. Wow. I, my pain is gone. There's no, there's no pain. There is no nerve flares. There's no inflammation. There's no tingling from the cold. My hands aren't freaking out like they used to, like... Oh, wow. Just, it's incredible. So incredible when you say yes to things and you choose in, even though you know it's going to be scary, because I knew, oh my gosh, these guys are going to think I'm a fool when I get in this water and my body starts doing what it does. But it wasn't that. It was you guys supported me, loved me, even though it was scary, you still chose in to help me heal. And that is like something that I could never put into words how grateful I am for you guys for that experience. And Ruth for bringing us all together. Like, she called us in. What an enormous blessing. I'm very grateful yeah. I got to witness that. <laughs> yep, the last time I saw you was in Utah in the dead of winter. And here I was bundled up in my winter coat. And out strolls Melissa in her tank top. 
bare shoulders and all, just walking through the cold air. So <laughs> that's a huge transformation. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so going back, your name is Hashi, and your retreat center is Hashi Medicine, right? Yes. Can you describe to me what Hashi means to you, how you got your name, and then what it represents to you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I might cry now, actually. Um, I'm here. <laughs> Hashita Matitsiwa is my name that I was gifted at our magical retreat in Cancun by our Native American medicine man. And he gifted us all with a name that day as we were initiated into the Rainbow Tribe. Those were our tribe names that he offered and gave us. And... That name is so beautiful, and I am just so proud of it because, to me, that shows my warrior. And um, <laughs> I told you I was going to cry. <laughs> and just how strong I really am. But it's also a way that I connected in and um, to a lot of my past life work through that space and that energy and that name given to me because it wasn't just a name, it was a full energy, right? It was mm -hmm. this full experience of something new inside of this physical being. And um, why I chose Hashi Medicine is because after that retreat, I wasn't just Melissa anymore. And it wasn't just Melissa loving on people and being compassionate and being a good friend. It was my medicine that I was sharing with people. It was my soul work, right? Um, the tools and the medicine and the gifts that I have brought from not just this life, but everywhere else. And as I um, live in that Hashi space, it's like I get to experience and be a witness to everything that surrounds us everything that offers medicine, everything that offers guidance, whether we can see it in this physical space or just feel it around us in the frequency. So just such a beautiful blessing. And I really feel like my medicine is stronger when I come at it from Hashi and not just Melissa. Does I don't know how to explain it other than that. <laughs> Does Hashi represent an animal? Hashi means lone flower in the desert. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Powerful. Yes. Very powerful. So, you now have a Hashi Medicine deck, right? An oracle deck called yes. Hashi Medicine deck. Yes. Congratulations. You mentioned it a little bit ago, but I don't think many people understand how freaking cool that is. <laughs> To not only have these things within you, but to make them physical, things that people can touch, to bring it to life. It's a birth. You know what I mean? It's fully a creation process. So tell us the creative process behind your Hashi Oracle deck, Hashi Medicine Oracle deck. Okay. Wow. Well, it goes all the way back to Cancun, too, uh, when we were doing ancestral work, mm -hmm. and we were calling in our ancestors. I had this beautiful medicine man that came to me, and whenever he'd come to me, he'd come, like, poof, right into my face, like, so close, and just be like, hey, I got some cool information. Like, let's do this. Like, are you ready? You know, like, he was just so excited and so happy, but he had full headdress, these beautiful black crow feathers, and this beautiful, um, like, cat skull. That was his headdress, and he was just, wow, right? He is so awesome. And after we were doing our, it was after we got our names. We went to bed that night, right? That was, uh, we go to bed, and I'm laying in bed, and all of a sudden, he's just right there, and he's like, are you ready? Here's all of your cards. Because it was after it was after we had our call with Dr. Sarah when she our guest speaker Dr. Sarah came and she's telling us um, about our gifts and different things and giving us her message for us mm -hmm. and she told me that I would create um, cards and I had already been thinking about cards because I love cards I've always used cards in my own healing to connect with my angels mm -hmm. um, I've been connected to my angels since I was seven years old so some. 
So that space was always real to me, and I love using different decks because it's just confirmation for what you're already feeling and knowing, right? And so when I created my deck, I'm laying there in my bed. My third eye starts, like, burning on fire. And all this information is just like, here's all your cards. And it's just like all of them. And I'm like, I got to write this down. And he's like, you'll remember. Just like shoving it in my brain. And I'm like, yes, yes, you know. And after the retreat, I get home and I just start writing it all out. So it's just been in my journal. And... um when we went to Costa Rica, COVID happened, so we're on quarantine, we're on lockdown, we can't come home, we can't do anything, and I'm like, you know, I had to come to my treat, what am I going to do? And my body's like, you need to do a detox, and you need to do your cards. And so for two days, I did a cleanse, cleanse my body, I quit drinking coffee, um, any other kind of habits or crutches that I would use, out, gone, done, like... I just really flushed myself and sat down at my computer and I just started going and just started creating. And I'm a photographer, so I take pictures everywhere I go. I have hundreds of freaking pictures all over the place. Like, my phone has, like, 10,000 pictures on it right now, right? And so I'm, like, wondering, because the artwork is really important Mm -hmm. for a card because it's not just the message, but it's the art. It's everything about it that gives you the message that comes through. And so I was really struggling with the cards art part. But I had my cards and I had my meaning, so I made my own. And I started doing Facebook Lives in my group and doing readings for people. And before I was using all the other decks that I had, and then I was like, you know what, I need to start using my deck. So I have my business card. And I took a piece of tape and put it on my business card and wrote what the card was. (laughs) And so for me, it started out with just these cards that I'd made with my words on them, and I would do readings on Facebook with them, and people were just really loving it, and I was really loving it, and I was like, I love this, this needs to, like, be real, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, how are we going to make this, like, so people can touch it, and I wanted to make sure that it was small, so it just fit in your hand, and it could go in your purse, it could go in your pocket, because... For me, it's about a choice. It's about you choosing in and are you listening to your intentions. So there is no extended version guidebook. Like you are the key. You hold the answers. So when you put in and tap into your question and ask the question, shuffle your energy through the cards, pull the card, the message on the card is your answer and whatever else comes to you through your intuition, through your guidance. Because you only know. Mm-hmm. You know what's good for you. You know what's there. Your angels, your guides, your highest self, ascended masters, like everyone in the universe is all here to support and bring you what you need, you know, because what you need is different than what I need, and mm-hmm. what I need is different than what this other person needs. Mm-hmm. But even though we're all in the same space using the same tool, we're getting our own answers. And that's what it is. Angel cards are a tool. And I just knew that I needed to create this tool so that I could be everywhere, if that makes sense. I don't know. And that kind of might sound like really full of myself. No, but not at all. Really at all. It's just I knew my purpose was bigger than just this Facebook group yeah. or um, being able to do workshops in my backyard or hold retreats, right? Because I really am a shy person, actually. And for me to, like go on Facebook Live, I have to talk myself into that. And even this this morning, right, I'm outside like, you can do this, you got this, everything will be okay, you know. And so creating cards, like that's me putting myself fully out there because everything about these cards is my artwork. It's my intuition that's on these cards. And it's just me offering a doorway for everyone else to really understand that they are the key. They are the answer. They hold everything that they need. It's not anywhere else. It's inside of them. And it's a matter of trust and choosing in. So I'm so thankful to have these cards. There's 36 of them in this deck, and I've already started Ooh. my next deck. Like, that's how wild this is. Like So incredible. I don't it's so wild. Where can but we get just, our hands on them? 
Well, right now my website's doing a reboot, so um, later it will be there. But for now, I am just, for people to reach out to me, they can find me on Facebook, Melissa Hashi Campbell on Facebook, or Hashi Medicine on Instagram. And just private message me, or my email is findyourlightwithin at gmail.com. And just reaching out to me. They cost $45. They're beautiful deck. I know they you are. guys will love them so much. I'm so excited to share them with everybody, even though it's so scary. <laughs> I'm definitely going to link all of your um, things in my show notes so people can who are called to you can reach you. Uh, wow, this is really incredible. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Such a big deal. Such a big girl move, seriously. Uh-huh. And it's it's just insane the amount of transformation and things, how rapidly it can come. We were in Cancun, what, one year ago? One year ago in February. <laughs> that makes no sense. And it sense. feels like I've known you guys forever. And I'll be talking to Gina and she's like, yeah, we met like three years ago, right? And I'm like, no, girl, we met like It was one, year one ago. and a half years ago. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It makes no sense. But, you, like, sometimes, like, I need to take a step back and just be like, hey, I've been on this for, like, not that long, and we're all doing so well. So I'm so grateful for, like, how supported you can feel when you do say yes. And everything you're yeah. saying, like, the power of intention, the power of choosing in, the power of recognizing that you are the key, it changes everything. And it's a process. It's not just like everything changes, but every single choice that you make makes a difference. Yeah. It's about the work. We are what we practice, right? So if you're not practicing these tools and you're not taking it into your everyday life, it's not going to work the same, right? It's, It's the intention that you put behind it. It's the energy you put behind it. And everything that you're not changing, you're choosing, So if you're stuck in a rut, it's because you're choosing to be there. And if you're not doing the steps to get you out of that space, like gratitude, man, gratitude saved my life. Five things that I am thankful and grateful for before my feet even leave my bed. Mm -hmm. And five things I'm thankful for right before I fall asleep. Like that really, really changed my life because living in that gratitude space of appreciation your frequency raises and that's when you live in a low vibration that's where sickness comes that's where disease grows and that's where I lived for so long of my life like I my entire life I had a drawer that was designated of all the things all the pills to make Melissa normal right from nausea to I had migraines I've had um, ovarian cancer, or cervical cancer, like all of these random things. But throughout just changing my thoughts, changing what I feed my body, even, I mean, food for thought, right? Like it's all, everything that you're putting into your body starts resonating in there. So if you're not feeding yourself positive thoughts, if you're not feeding yourself healthy foods, you're going to be in a vibration that is low, where disease is going to grow, where you're going to feel stuck and you're going to feel like I can't get out of this. But when you find those people that truly love and support you and they're on that same frequency range with you, right? Man, you can do anything. And just being, just knowing that I'm part of this beautiful group of amazing healers, every single one of you guys, Just knowing that at any time I can call you and you have my back and you support me, ah, man, that made all the difference in my life. That made everything different for me because I didn't have, I had a great support group, but nothing like this. And we are as strong as the five people that we spend our time with. And so those five people, kids are not included in that, (laughs) but those five people are high vibrational get it going, work your ass off, move through and do the work, then you're going to be in that same space too. So it's noticing also, like, what are you allowing in your space? Mm. Like, I had to I had to really give up. In choosing myself, I had to release and let go of a lot of things, including my family. Mm-hmm. I had to step away from my whole entire family. I had to change my phone number. I had no one knew where I lived. I blocked them all on Facebook. Like, I completely had to get rid of any and everything that was causing me disease, sadness, yeah. disease, 
Exactly. Disease, Cut out the cancer, disease. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's okay if it's family. It doesn't mean that it has to be forever, but it has to be until that you're on that space where you can start bringing in that and handling it better. Like my protection bubble, poof, I can knock you out now, right? Where before we're in Cancun and we're just like, all right, let's put up our bubble. So no, and I'm like, wait, what? What's she even talking about right now? Put up a bubble? Like what's this bubble? You know, and then she's teaching us about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that really works. Yeah. Oh, that feels so good. So definitely all of the things, but... It's it's incredible, too, like how the choices reflect. Once you start eliminating what no longer serves what you're consuming, everything shifts. But it's the continuous choice, like we were saying. <laughs> yeah, every day. Yep. Every single day. You can choose, like, okay, today I'm going to choose to be slack, and I'm going to go eat all this processed food, and I'm going to go do whatever. You're going to feel it, and you're going to feel, ugh. And your body's going to go, what the hell did you do that for? Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I don't want any of this. And then you get a migraine. Or then you get a stomach ache and you're puking. Or, you know, whatever. Well, that's your body saying, bro, you're not listening to me. <laughs> I love it, too. too. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> With our free will, we get when, when we get those signals, this doesn't feel good, then you are reminded of what you do want, you know? So everything serves its purpose. With every single choice, it's a lesson, right? And so yes. you just have to listen to those lessons. <laughs> and thank you, Melissa, for being such a walking, living, breathing example of that lesson and what you can do when you can continue to make good choices for yourself and live in alignment. You know, I couldn't have a more thank suitable you. guest on practical alignment. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much for joining. Like I said, all your links are going to be listed in the show notes. And anyone can awesome. contact you. Is your Facebook group private? Um, the it is a private group. So I am. I love new members. And if you are interested, it's this group is about. This is from people that are already healers, and they own their space, and they're owning their power. To people that are just really trying to figure out what the fuck it even means to be awake, right? You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? Angel card. Like, what's an angel card? You know what I mean? Like, I have people in there from basic start to people that are beautiful and brilliant and living in their power and owning that space already. And every Wednesday, I do a class teaching different things. We went through all of our chakras, learning about chakras, learning about shadow work, learning about uh, masculine and feminine balance. Um, we do distant Reiki on Sunday all together as a group over Zoom, and we tune in with each other and do distant Reiki with each other. I do Facebook Lives on Sunday. I call it Sunday Fun Day, where I do live readings for everybody. And it's just a beautiful space to just know you're not alone. You're not alone in this, no matter where you are in the world. I've got people from New Zealand. I've got people from Australia. And they've just found me online and chosen to this group. And so if you're just needing support, if you're trying to figure it out, if you're already in it and you have things that you want to share, this group is totally for you. Wonderful. Shift to your inner skillness on Facebook. What a wonderful resource. And is this a free membership that you can join into? It's just a free group online wow. that I just want to offer help and guidance for people. And then if they reach out, I do half on my sessions for private work through that group. So if you're a member of that group, you get a half-off discount for all of my one-on-one -on -one work. And you also get um, first opportunities to all of my workshops or my retreats and things like that. And So it's really fun and exciting, and I just love it. And I've created that space with one of my sisters who's also a Reiki healer, Reiki master, and she does crystal work, and she lives in Maine. So she's really awesome, too, and it's just a beautiful healing space for anyone, anyone that wants to choose in. Wow. That's if you're what not, it's all about. If you're not a part of it, I don't know what you're doing. You better sign up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. Like I said, I'm a member of it as well, and I'm very grateful to be in there. I love seeing your face pop up on my timeline. <laughs> Uh, thank you. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for joining me, Melissa. And I can't wait to see what you come up with next. Uh, thank you so much. I love you so much. I miss you so much. And, oh, I just couldn't be more grateful for this amazing space that you've created. Like, this is so awesome. I love all of your episodes. 
Pam and I listen to him. She loves it too. Uh, it's just so awesome. I Thank think you so it's much. Brilliant, beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, I will see you next time to my listeners, and I will hopefully see you soon, Melissa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.